You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, it's going to be a, a choose-your-own-adventure here with, with Patrick Royce. We've got uh, Twins in baseball opening day. We've got Rudy Gobert absolutely lighting the refs on fire with his words after a loss in Phoenix. And we have the Minnesota Wild, play, or at least, uh, I don't know, I, I'm planning a parade. I don't know about Judd yes, and Declan yes, at this point, but where true. do you want to start today, Pat? I, I declared yesterday on Twitter that if they win the uh, game last night in Colorado, it's this is a super team, and it will be uh, headed to the Stanley Cup Finals, but I think it will take six games for them to defeat Boston. I don't think it's going to be a blow. Uh-oh. Get the flag, Judd. Oh, hold Get on. Flag, Nobody told Judd. me. Nobody told me about the flag. Get the flag. There you go. State of hockey. This is old school. This is 2000. Look at this one. 2003. Honest to God, if there's ever a game you thought they were going to lose, it's Colorado's been playing great. They're all fired up. They they want to win the division, and it makes a difference winning the you know winning the division because they get to play a pretty mediocre team in the first round when they win the division. Especially uh, in this conference, yeah. Yeah, they're one point from the top seed, Patrick. I know. What are they since uh, once the overrated Russian got uh, <laughs> got uh, since they lost him? What's the record? They, how many games they play without him? Twelve, about ten. Yeah, or 12. I think they're sixteen one and four in their past twenty one, and the loss was to Boston. They've lost one yes, regulation. Only one regulation. Now I call that sixteen and five, but uh, that's not no the good. way the NHL calls it. So sixteen, <laughs> yeah, sixteen and five is no good. But yeah, it's amazing. Every, I think every sport should have a third category of their choosing, right? If you want to, <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. right. Uh, in the case of the NFL, of uh, the NBA, it would be uh, uh, RS. Ref screwed us. Uh, yeah. Would be the uh, that would be the category on the on the back. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, this team, it, it's an incredible run. Uh, when when did they they had that five game stretch right without a win right before it was it right before the All Star game or when was that? Coming out of the All Star, they, they played really. Yeah, bad you were wondering. Out of the you thought they'd be you thought they'd be fighting to make the playoffs the rest of the season, and now there they are. It's uh, it is a. Uh, Regular season-wise, the biggest upset in the wild history, I'd say. Not the, uh, you know, they still have to equal 2003 because of the playoff run. And that team had a pretty good year regular season, too. But uh, this is phenomenal. It's unbelievable. Yeah. They and, also, uh, they're also, I mean, they're not unbeatable at home. But uh, there's only one team in the conference with more home victories than the wild, and that's the uh, Los Angeles Kings. So good luck oh, at the just, X if you have to play uh, four games in a seven-game series. Yeah, and they just had a uh, really long streak at home too. Right before the before Boston beat them, they had they had mm-hmm. lost at home in the regulation in twenty games or something. So it's uh, I I don't understand it, but uh, what the heck? Pack the suitcase, Mister Hockey. Long run, <laughs> long just like two thousand three. I I don't think we have the budget to cover like we did in two thousand three when uh, we were uh, on the road for the, the what. 
four in Vancouver, four in Colorado, and then two in Anaheim, uh, 10 games and basically 40 days, 40 days of hockey for me that year. And that was fun because you had Jock. Now, now, now I'd have to get to know Dean a little to see if there's anything that if be beyond that stern gray look, is there any, is there any humor there? Is there any, is there anything to write about with Dean? I think you know what I think you could get something. Yeah, okay. I I think you you could get you know some type of because I mean he's got a ton of stories, and oh, yeah. and here's the thing that you would love too. He's not going to tell you his goalie because he's got two goalies. So so you'd be back. The, the, the Twins put their entire opening day lineup out like a day in advance, and Dean Evison's got like you know he's got his goalies like hiding under uh, you know blankets or something. Uh, Gustafson, uh, so we didn't know Gustafson was going to play before the game started or when, or when did they reveal that yesterday? I don't, I think, uh, I think when they came out for pregame warmups, cause I checked after the morning skate and there was no tweets about the goal. So they actually had they his, they had his name taped across the back of the Jersey till the third period. No one knew until the game was over who was playing. So, uh, if you're a hockey aficionado <laughs> though, you can tell at the morning skate who's going to play generally, right? That yes. the, yes. the goalie that stays around is not going to play, right? Yes. The one, but, the one but, not if they, but not if they, not if they, you know, deceive you. If you they want to deceive you, then they both leave at the same time and they don't give you any hint. So anyway, who, who cares? <laughs> this is great for the flower, though, that he's, he's uh, got a, uh, uh, a guy that they, you know, yesterday, basically, they told you Gustafson's their number one goalie, didn't they? When they played him in this big game. Weren't they telling you he's your number one goalie? You know, Pat, or is it just the rotation? Yeah, that's see, that's what they'll say. That's just our rotation, Pat. They okay. played Flurry last. Right. Okay, all right, whatever they'll say, but uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing run. And you and, know what? Uh, what's kind of crazy is we've been we've been conditioned now, rightfully so, for over thirty years since the Twins won the World Series in nineteen ninety one, to just expect that. This, it's going to end in a fiery car crash, whether it's the second, like all these teams, right? Second round or NFC championship game. But at some point, at some point, whether it's this year's wild team or a Vikings team in two years, <laughs> at some point, a team will win a championship again in Minnesota. And I'm, so, 70, I'm 77 years old. It, it, the point's got to come up here uh, sooner than, than later. You know, we can't be talking like sometime in the next eight years. We can't be talking that. We got to be talking. What's your range of confidence right now, Pat? Uh, with the Wild? No, with you. I am 100% confident they're going to get through the first round. Okay. I am for the first time in six years. And they will have to play a good team in the second round. But I think they'll beat that. There's something different about this. It's the, these other teams kind of went in there, and you were hopeful, but you had the impression if something bad goes wrong, uh, you know, with with those teams, they, they didn't have it behind the left nipple, as Nam Nam Norbert Brocklin used to say. You know, they didn't have heart, didn't have it behind the left nipple. But uh, I think uh, this team does. I think they to come back like they did this year, and then to early, you know, a month ago, six weeks ago, and then to lose lose a guy that we thought was their whole offense, and keep rolling and scoring more goals than ever. This is a this is a different team, and all the Swedes they brought in have helped. All the uh, you know, this is one team that doesn't have too many Swedes, and we got one more <laughs> Swede coming here pretty soon, right, Nyquist? That's right. These guys are tough. 
Tough Swedes, though, Pat. You know, it's not, not the Swedes not the of the 70s. Swedes. Yeah, those guys are Swedes of the 70s. Swedes of the 70s were soft. Swedes of the 70s, a great Netflix documentary. Actually. 80s. 80s. That's what, it was in Calgary where I got the great quote from Hal Morganti. Uh, you know what's wrong with this Swedish team? They have too many Swedes. <laughs> that was <laughs> when the Russians were beating them 9-2 to up in Calgary at the Olympics. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it, that was, that was a... I mean, like, that was an alarming win last night, and decisive, and decisive. It's, uh, it had to come as a shock to Colorado. Now, and, uh, you know, they need McCarr fully healthy. Uh, it is amazing how important he is to them, isn't it? Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah him. Yeah, but but here's what I saw last night, Pat, that I really liked. They frustrated McKinnon some. It was sort of like walls against yeah. Forsberg. That if, if you can frustrate McKinnon, that makes a huge difference. Okay. Well, anyway, great win for them. Meanwhile, Phil Mackey, among others, is very upset about the officiating last night in Phoenix. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. I am not uh, – because I last week I told these guys, because they were bitching about officials, uh, the Wolves, last week too. I said, I am not a complaint about officials guy. I'm a go-figure-it-out and everything evens out guy. But there's been a couple games, and by the way, the wolves the wolves lead the NBA in technical fouls, flagrant fouls, and ejections. So there's a little look in the mirror here for the wolves. But there's been a couple games, the Boston game, and then last night where I mean, you can't set a screen without getting called for an offensive foul. It, it's yeah. just bizarre. Well, yeah, to call two on Gobert there down the stretch, he must have been whining during the game, so they decided to put the screws to him. Uh, the officials were. I looked him up. Rodney Mott, we've had trouble with Rodney before, right? Rodney Mott. And then Eric Lewis, wasn't it just a couple weeks ago they had a run-in with him uh, at Target Center, if I'm not uh, mistaken. And then a young lady uh, named Lauren Holcamp, I don't know if she she didn't make any of the big calls. So She had, she had a couple bad ones. She did, but, yes. But the trouble with Rudy is when you look him up, when you Google Rudy complains about officials to see what he was saying – there's a long you got a laundry list to complain about because they used to put the screws to Utah because it was a small market, and I think his post game quotes to uh, Chris Hine last night who was out there. Uh, they didn't make the the uh, newsprint edition, but it's online. Uh, were he should have included Sacramento in there as a team that's getting all the calls because they want the big market teams in there. That's uh, that would have been. Uh, don't throw the the fact that you didn't get the calls at Sacramento in there. Now here's the problem: he's going to get fined. Finch is going to get fined, but not as much because it was kind of a gentle rep that he gave the officials, Finch. But now you got the Lakers coming to town on Friday in a very key game. So, uh, you know, it, it's a brotherhood and a sisterhood now. The officials, are they going to come in and give LeBron every call, you know, on Friday on Friday night? So once, once you rip them, I, I, you know, Rudy, in fact, I wouldn't be, his quotes were so frontal, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a suspension. Boy, yeah, I mean, he was, I have the quotes in front of me here. He was, uh, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there was some, there was some expletives, but he also just flat out insinuated that the, that the league and the refs are trying to rig it against the Timberwolves to get, like you said, but you can't, you can't include the Kings in your argument. The Kings, by the way, who clinched their first playoff berth since 2006 last night. Yes. 
So uh, apparently they wanted to finally get the, the big market kings, and the, no, that was that that was a mistake. I think Rudy gets going, and uh, he, he sometimes doesn't think out all his words. But uh, uh, they, they, it is a coincidence that Monty Williams just got fined, and all he said about the officials was, after the game, he came into his press conference and said, "46 to 20. That's all I got to say." Which was the official was was the free throws in the Lakers game, and then Finch's quote last night was apparently it works to complain about the officials. His <laughs> yes. Monte got the calls. Uh, and, you know, there are no. Well, I'd say NFL officials are more powerful than than NBA officials, but they don't work with teams as often, and they aren't as likely to uh, carry grudges as uh, as NBA officials are, mm-hmm. and. You know, he's, whoever works the game Friday night, you just wonder if they show up and say, yeah, we'll show these guys. Maybe they won't shoot off their mouths after the next game. So Yeah, and but, I'll, I'll give credit to, to the Suns, too, because so Chris Paul and Devin Booker, if there's a Mount Rushmore of guys who make it look like they've been hit by a sniper rifle while driving into yeah. the lane, um, those yeah. guys have, have mastered the art of, oh, you know, just if you breathe on me, I'm going to make – I'm going to make my layup and then fall into the stanchion, and Booker, it works. Booker's good, though. Oof, he's good. He's terrific. But, yeah, it was a – you know, they they didn't shoot it that well. Anthony had a good game, but uh, uh, they, they I, I didn't think they were nearly as good defensively. And Torian Prince wasn't playing. That hurt. They, uh, they uh, you know, he, he was sick, apparently. And so the, yeah, he, like he half the play. team is apparently dealing with like Conley, Kyle Anderson, and Anthony Edwards are also dealing with. Mm-hmm. I think it's what I've had the last six days. It's going on <laughs> the thing that Judd gave. Uh, I didn't. Gave me I last, didn't skip work last Friday. Mm-hmm. I didn't skip work for this. I just neither, get neither have I. It's great. You know what? It's amazing to me. Remember when uh, I think Phil, when you and I first started together, I'd still get the thing in uh, in April or May, and then yeah, the throw. Yeah. Where where I couldn't talk for like ten days, I came in and talked. Nobody could stand to listen to it, but uh, I, I I kept working. I remember that being down in spring training one year. I should have been in the hospital. I was doing the show, and boy, were they awful. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I you know it, it it should be fun Friday night, and I hope we don't have too much focus on the officials and play a ball game. So because that yeah. place would be jumping Friday night. The Lakers are desperate, and uh, the Wolves, you know, they don't want to end up being in the nine ten game and having to win twice. So they they uh, they have a after they get done with the Lakers, it's it's fairly easy, right? New Orleans here, you got to beat New Orleans here, and then uh, you end up with uh, a couple of road games that aren't that tough, right? So well, so they don't. They actually get uh, yeah. So after after the Lakers, it's Portland who has shut down Damian Lillard. It's yeah. Brook, Brooklyn on the road. They're feisty. San Antonio just doesn't have players. Yeah. And then uh, and then that game against New Orleans, the second part of a back to back, that will like that will likely matter for both teams. But don't I wouldn't. The Wolves have lost to some of the worst teams in the league. I wouldn't just chalk up that Portland game and that San Antonio game as victories quite yet. I think Anthony is hurt, though, too, right? Simon's their other great the guard, uh, the really good player. He was. I know he, I was watching a couple of weeks ago, and he, he did something to his knee that didn't look good. So, anyway, we'll, we'll all be mad at the officials Friday, Friday night, but that crowd will be jammed.
Meanwhile, in Kansas City, where I think I read that it's going to be 65 or something. Oh, that's today. nice. Let's oh, let's go. Day. Let's go. At least it's warm so, somewhere. Six inches of yeah. snow tomorrow here. Uh, is that how much we're going to get? It's supposed to start at 4 o'clock. They said a floor of si- uh, two inches and upwards of maybe six inches. And you know what? It's going to be that heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Not going to be at this time of year. Or this, it's I'm done day. shoveling. It's the 30 degrees. Yeah, it'll melt. It'll melt. I'm not shoveling it. (laughs) As we look forward to this outdoor baseball opener next Thursday, I looked at the forecast. Four of the next seven days are supposed to be like rain, snow, snizzle, sleet. You know, four of the seven days. And then on Wednesday night, Thursday next week, Low of 15, but we're going to zoom all the way up to 38 by the middle of the afternoon for that uh, opener. So get your tickets right now while there's still a chance. 38. It's 38, but it looks like it's 62. <laughs> and they can't really postpone it and play it on Friday because it's supposed to snow Friday. So that's the you know ten day forecast. It could go belly up. But, hey, U.S. Uh, Bank Stadium has the Gophers all set up. They've been playing ball inside U.S. Bank Stadium. Let's just put oh, yeah. let's, let's put the Twins and the Astros See, Royce, he's inside about that U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah, it's the most god awful baseball. Have you ever watched a ball game in there? They just I, I went to the uh, what's it called now? The Cambrian Classic. Out. They just build this fence out in the middle of nowhere, and it's just awful. There's just a yellow line across right field that if yes. the ball hits above it, it's a home run. If it hits below it, it's not. Just You'll figure it out. It's whatever. the people stadium, you guys. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right the people stay. They didn't. They did, The Vikings were not excited about having baseball played in there, but they ended up uh, They ended up having to. But anyway, I see Joey Gallo is not leading off today. Dang it. Max Kepler's back in the leadoff nice. spot. Uh, I just don't see much hope for this lineup right now, the way it's constructed right now. I don't, you know. Well, it's it's very dependent on on health, right? Yes, I mean you don't you don't have Polanco, you and, don't have Kirilov, you don't have you don't have Polanco, and you don't have Kirilov, and you traded a rice. That's uh, you know, that's big part of the lineup. I I, I said today, January first, this was your lineup. Look at what your lineup is now. Uh, with without those guys, so I I don't know. Uh, the pitching is, you know, you got veterans that are not going to knock the bat out of anybody's hand, but they're you know you'd rather have this than uh, you know what you were running out there last year. So uh, as Phil pointed out, they did uh, prepare a little more uh, this year for their rotation than they did last year. That's for sure. Yeah, but. Yep. Uh, and the bullpen should be. I think the bullpen should be good, don't you? It's yeah. I mean, it's at the very least, like, it's the it's the hardest throwing bullpen we've ever seen. So, and I, I hope that other lefty can throw strikes out there, Moran, because I like him a lot. He's got good stuff, but he also likes to be three and two on on everybody. But even Thielbar, who's an amazing story, and uh, you know, I, I one thing I like about the rotations is not a lefty, and there's not a lefty in sight either. Yeah. All of I, I said that the other day. The, the three guys in the wings are all right-handers too. So, I, I, what's wrong with having a lefty? Come on. 
Well, uh, no matter what happens today, the, the four of us will overreact to it tomorrow here. Hey, one, one last thing. Did you see uh, Cleveland lost uh, Tristan McKenzie, perhaps, yeah. for two months? Yes. So that, yeah. That's a kick in the groin because he was pretty good. So I think when these teams are built this thinly as they are in the American League Central, it's kind of, I said this, it's kind of like the vibe you get when the season, it, it's the season develops a, a theme and none of them are un- invincible. You know, when the Yankees start off bad, okay, they're going to do something to figure it out, right? They're going to go get somebody. In, in the AL Central, you're pretty much what you got. So uh, yeah. if you if the vibe, but right now the vibe isn't great as far as the Twins' health is concerned, that's for sure. Yep. So, all, all right, right, Pat, we'll, uh, we'll do it again tomorrow, Pat. See you. All, right. Right. all right, gentlemen. All right, there he is. Unchained, as always. Royce Unchained. You can find everything he does on the Roycey Unchained podcast feed. See you guys.